Questions for writers. Uh, Spencer Taylor says, how do you prepare to write a character with a complex continuity? I imagine that that means like a Marvel character or, or, or a, you know, a, a character with an established IP. I mean, most of the time what that means is, uh, you know, it's a, it's a combination of two things. It's um, I, I have, I do no preparation whatsoever because I've been preparing for it for 30 years. You know, I've probably been reading those characters' stories for a very long time. So, like, in broad, I, I typically kind of don't take on assignments, for the most part, for characters that I don't have a lot of, like, built-in passion for. Um, there's been a few times where I, I have wanted to just, like, play in a corner where I didn't really know a whole lot about them. So, like, um, you know, I've gone back and done research. And then, and then there's characters like... Like, for a character like Venom, I didn't really have to do a whole lot of stuff because it's a relatively young character. It's within my lifetime, so I've read all of it. Um, but then, like, you're doing something like Thor, and, like, I'm a, a huge Thor fan, obviously, but there's so much Thor. And so, you know, it was absolutely worth my time to go back and read some classic stories that uh, Jason told me about and that some of my editors told me about that I had just, like, neglected to read over the years. Um, go back and do a reread of the assignments and stuff go back and read all of Jason's stuff. Um, so it just depends, you know, and then like, as you go along too, you find yourself, I do it with Thor almost every issue, almost every issue of Thor. I find myself just pausing my script and being like, Oh wait, uh, do I know enough about like this aspect of Norse mythology? Am I about to put my foot in my mouth? Has like Thor done this? Is that, does that law of like, you know, um, as guardian magic makes sense the way that I want it to. And so I'll just like go and dive in and like find some stuff. And that's when you really lean on your editors. So it's great to have someone like Tom Brevoort or Will Moss or Sarah Brunstead who are my team that I can go to them and be like, Hey, I have a question about like, you know, this aspect of Sif's origin or, you know, Boulder, you know, what is Boulder's status and like, you know, that kind of stuff. And they'll, you know, just provide me with like reams of stuff. So it, you know, it just changes and evolves as you go in. Um, as you start, well, I, I, okay, let me just put a big caveat on all of what I'm about to tell everyone, which is that this is how I do things. This is not necessarily like dyed in the wool. This is how you should be doing these things. Mm -hmm. Every writer probably has their own, uh, process. And even within those processes, those processes change, um, depending on deadline and workload and all that kind of stuff. Right. So um, when I write an outline for a book, I tend to write it as if I'm writing an all new number one. that is a complete reboot and nothing, there has never been a book before it. Right. Um, and by that, I mean, I'm not, that's not what's going to make it to the page. I'm just going in and stating my intention. And then when you turn that in, that's when your editor goes in and says, okay, so here's how we can weave this from the book that just came before it. Here's the, you know, the pieces that can fit. Here's the stuff that's not going to work. It's not going to fit with the canon and stuff, but it is part of my job to come in on a book and say, this is my take. This is going to be a fresh jumping on point for new readers and stuff. And here is my kind of, you know, if not reinvention, my my new take on an on a classic character. So I tend to just write outlines in a bubble, 
and just be like, this is what, you know, Eddie Brock's going to be doing. His God is woken up and is in this prison and blah, 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 blah. And then we go through the process of making the continuity stick and making, you know, like I've never been one to go into a book and say, oh, well, if Jason Aaron's book ended on a Thursday, well, here's that week's Friday, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I, I don't think that that's why anyone shows up. I think when you when you when you do a new number one, you're going to gain a lot of new new readers, and you can alienate a lot of them by by being very beholden to the chronology of the last uh, iteration. Because it doesn't feel like a new number one. You know, it feels like a continuation of something else. So it's a careful balance of being you know setting up things. Like in my book, <clears throat> in Thor. You know that, you know, Thor is king of Asgard now. Now, would you have have to have read all of Jason Aaron's run to understand how he got to be there? Well, it's an incredible fucking story, and you absolutely should go and read it. But if you haven't, and you just happen to walk into a comic book store and see Thor number one, you could walk into it and pick it up and go, oh, Thor's king now. You know, And, and and just walk into it just fine, you know? Um, it's that's the kind of thing that I'm talking about is that like, you know, you want to just come in with your best foot forward and what you want your story to be about. And then as you massage things, you, you, will you'll start to stitch together, like how it lines up with the previous stuff. Sweet. Let's see. Did you go to school for writing slash would you recommend aspiring writers to go to school? This is a tricky one because I, I, I did and I, um, I did and I didn't. I did not. <clears throat> I've taken four classes uh, total on script writing. Um, I went to Savannah College of Art and Design to learn how to pencil and found myself. Um, uh, they offer like two different uh, script writing classes that are specifically uh, comic book scripting classes, you know? Um, and so I took those and f- just fell in love with it. Uh, but after that, it was all just real world experience. Um, do I recommend going to school for it? Um, uh, I don't know. I, I, it's such a complicated answer. It just depends on what you want to get out of it. Because here's the thing is like you, you can t- here's what I, here's what I want people to do. I want people to get an education and how to do it. What I don't want to tell people is that you have to go into massive debt to be able to do what I do. It's simply not true. There's a lot of people in my industry who don't have a d- d- degree who are dropouts. I mean, I dropped out from that school. You know, I'm a two time college dropout. You know, and at the end of the day, it's, you know, your 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 script will beat the next guy's script and they're not comparing degrees at the door you know mm-hmm. um if it if if i will say being in that kind of environment especially going to art school and being a writer and being around that many artists it does make the process of finding artists and teaming up with them uh incredibly easier because uh, it can be sometimes tough to do that. And being surrounded by very motivated people who also want to do the same things as you do can be incredibly motivating and great. Um, <clears throat> do you absolutely have to go to college to become a comic book writer? Absolutely not. You do not. Um, you should take 
some kind of classes or just teach yourself how to do it. Um, most of your learning, though, is just going to be failing in public. No, no matter how much school you go to, you're going to put out some dog shit comics. You know, every writer that you love out there has something in their background that is just dog shit. I know I do, but you just got to put it out. You just got to put it out. You got to fail in public. This isn't this isn't a medium or an art form where you and your five buddies can go be in a band and go practice in your garage until you're absolutely ready to go on stage. You got to go practice on stage, like in front of a bunch of fucking people, you know, and you just got to keep on going and learn from that. So, you know, it's a dicey question. I would never dissuade anybody from getting an education, but plainly speaking, no, you don't, you don't, you don't have to go get yourself in debt to, to, if you think that you want to be a comic book writer. Agreed. That was from Haley. This next one is from Zach Chapman. Uh, when you receive revisions from editors, how extensive are they? Do you have to rewrite whole scenes or plot points, or is it generally easier slash smaller revisions? Any advice on uh, dealing with editors? I don't get notes ever. Um, every script I turn in is flawless. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> no, I mean, at the pace that I work at, um, most of my stuff is vetted plot-wise. So, like, at Marvel with me with how many titles that I'm on and again I can't speak for other Marvel writers because I can only speak from my own, own experience this seems to be pretty pretty across the board you 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 vet out all your plot stuff well in advance at the, at the retreats and on phone calls with people I generally call my editors uh, Devin or Will or whoever it's gonna, gonna be and I say, all right, hey, look, this is what I'm thinking about doing for Thor number seven. You know, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z and this and, the, this and that. And we'll, we'll go, oh, okay, well, uh, does that make sense? Like, does that part make sense? Like, help me. Like, it's never, it's never an editor saying don't do this. It's always, I have really, really good editors. And, like, what you don't want out of an editor is someone who will say, well, that's really cool, but what if you did it like this? You don't want that because that's an editor who wants to be a writer. You know, when they're, like, throwing ideas for, like, you know, writing back to you, you're like, well, I mean, why, why, why did you hire me to do this? Cordy, I swear to God, it's <laughs> 9 o'clock at night. There's wolves outside, dude. That's you. Why do you want to die so bad? Cordy, I'm, I'm fucking laying down the law about fucking art and comics. Here, come here. Come here. Come here, come here, come here. There you go, come here. Come here, come up here. here. Special cameo appearance this week. Yeah, Cordelia. Cordelia's going to go live with a d- d- different family t- t- tonight because uh, we're going to Hawaii, um, and she's maybe going to live there for fucking ever if she doesn't shut up. <laughs> um, so anyway, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, so like, what you don't want is someone who will like turn your 10 into a seven just to have their, their, their thumbprint on it, you know? Um, but like, I've, I'm very fortunate in all the editors that I've worked with at, at Marvel. Um, when they challenge me on things, it's not because they think it's bad or that they think that it, uh, that they have a better idea or whatever the hell. Right. It's always, it's always, how can I help you get your intention uh, better like across the plate so it's always like I don't think that what you're doing right there is conveying what you want it to 
but I think we could do X, Y, and Z, and that would help this. And I'm always like, yes, absolutely. Fuck yes, that's great. Um, so there's all a team, you know. It, it, I think that sometimes it can be portrayed as editors being the enemy or something like that. Um, that has not been my case at Marvel. I've absolutely had editors like that that just drive me up a fucking wall. Um, but yeah, all of my stories have been vetted so far in advance that, like, it's just minute changes that I'm going in there. You know, I'll be like, oh, this scene was supposed to happen in issue nine, but now it's going to happen in issue seven because I need to move this around. And generally what editors just want you to want want to know is that you've thought it out. So they're generally just asking you questions. And I think a lot of young writers make the mistake of thinking editors asking them questions is editors giving notes. So, like, I think a lot of young writers will have an editor say, why are you making this choice? And that writer will say, oh, well, I don't have to. I'll do something else. When if you just go back to your editor and say, oh, well, I'm doing this because I need this character to do this because this informs A and A informs B that will be paid off in C. An editor will go, okay, all right, I'm just making sure that you're thinking about it. You know, because everything is a conversation. I think that newer writers, especially at Marvel, get so... um, uh, they have so much pressure on them because they think that oh it's oh it's my my first gig it's my first series, I need to be I need to um I need to be as easy to work with as humanly possible. I'm not going to argue with any notes or anything, mm-hmm. but there's a difference between arguing with notes, or, or, or rather uh, there's a difference between explaining your reasons that go against their note and arguing with a note and being combative. You know, there's a big difference between those two things, right? Um, So I would always say stand up for yourself. If your gut is telling you that a story needs to be a certain way, stand up for yourself. You will know for a fact when an editor is telling you no. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, they will not be shy about it. But until they do that, like, feel free to politely, in a manner that you would in any other office setting, Go and say, hey, I saw your note, and if you don't mind, could I just kind of speak to, like, why I was thinking about doing what I was doing? And nine times out of ten, they'll go, oh, oh, okay, all right, I see what you're doing there. Maybe the way that you were um, explaining it wasn't that great. Maybe I didn't see, like, the long term. Because I think a lot of writers also get, they have they have a 100% of what they want to do in their brain, and sometimes they turn in an outline that is only 80% of it, and they uh, are sometimes shocked that the editor didn't read the extra 20% that <laughs> was in their brain, you know? And so you're like, well, no, Cletus Cassidy has a time bomb embedded in his brain. And they're like, well, that's not in the outline, dude. And you're like, oh, did I not put that in the outline? Shit. Okay, well, right. So it's always worth just, like, doubling back and being like, well, I, I, I want to talk about this bit, you know? But if you go in there and you're just like, hey, you know what, man? Fuck you. This is my book, and I want to fucking do it like this, and you're in my way, then, like, yeah, they're going to be like, no, get out of here, jerk. I mean, it's just the same rules of life. Every Everything you'll find in jobs and relationships are just the same rules that would apply at McDonald's, you know? Someone gets your order wrong at McDonald's. If you go back up there and you go, hey, man, I was supposed to have a chicken nugget instead of a cheeseburger. They'll go, oh, dude, my bad. 
right? If you go up there, I'd be like, look, dipshit. I'm supposed to have this. Well, then, yeah, dude, that's going to go bad. Like, it's everyone's blood's going to get hot. Everything's going to. So, like, just, like, you know, just be nice to everybody and, like, realize that comic books are just drawings on paper. It's really not worth getting into a screaming fight about, you know? Uh, not to say that I haven't done it. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, it's generally pretty easy to navigate those, those things. It's always seemed to me that like there's a difference between there's a huge difference between writers and like TV uh, like having to deal with network executives and whatever well they're just corporate whatever but like with comics like the editors tend to come from comics so like they 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 seem sure a lot more that's like a different creative. well yeah. that's a completely different thing because like yeah. with a you know a typical issue of Venom there's um you know there's me and there's Ryan or whoever's drawing that that that, that issue mm-hmm. um. And then there's Devin and there's Danny, who are the editorial team. That's it, mm-hmm. right? And, like, Ryan and I vet shit with each other a lot before it goes to the page. And then Devin, Danny, and I are just are all on the same page of the plan. And, you know, that's it. Um, on a movie or a TV show, the chain of opinions is so big and so vast that like you know you're you're by the time a note gets back down to you who fucking knows where that note started right you know like i've had notes come back down to, to me on 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 film scripts that i've written it didn't make any sense to me at all and i was like what are you talking about like like if I was writing, you know, I'm just gonna, I, I, I kind of have to make something up here because I can't name anything. But it would be like if I was, if I was writing Venom three, right? And then uh, I got a note down on my screenplay where they were like, "Does it have to be a symbiote?" <laughs> and I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about? We've done two of these films. That's kind of like the whole thing. What are you talking about?" <laughs> And then I find out that 30 executives up, one of them was like, I'm not sure that in that shot that really reads as the color black on that monster. And then the guy under Nathan was like, oh, he said it was a monster and not a, not a symbiote. And the guy under that was so scared about his job that, 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 that he was like, well, if it's not reading like a symbiote, should it even be a symbiote? So like, you know, it's like things are like people are so scared of their own jobs that they take just like errant comments. I can't tell you how many times I have just like gotten a note back then. I'm just like, I don't even know what the, I don't even know how to begin parse what the fuck that means and then i've found out that the person who gave that note was just like oh no that wasn't a note that was an offhand comment that like i didn't mean as gospel or law Mm -hmm. but just like i think that hollywood is so cutthroat that people are just like well if they're worried about it we should just we should just change it you know and so like you know venom comic has four people on it you know so it's just the shit's not that critical you know yeah Totally. Uh, Jesse James, what do you do to avoid sounding like Donnie and to make each character mm. have their own voice? Jesse James, uh, if you're named after the outlaw Jesse James, then you and me are kin, homie. Because I am He's dis... wearing a, a bunch of advocates stuff in his... Is he? Well, I am, I am distantly related to the outlaw Jesse James, as is almost everybody in Austin and Texas. <laughs> Uh, at least they, at least they claim to be. I'm sure mine's just, just as bullshit as everyone else's. Um, 
how do I avoid sounding like Donnie? Well, there's a lot of my detractors online that would say that I just don't. Um, but I don't know. It's always been a weird thing. I, 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 I think that if I do have any like natural skill going into comics is that I've always been very good at that is that I, I know what, I know what Peter Parker sounds like. I know what Thor sounds like. I know how they would respond to things. Like, I think that I, I don't, I, I I'm trying to think if there's any characters that I wouldn't know how to do just like off the top of my head. I mean, certainly there are, right? Like, you know, um, uh, a lot of DC characters. I'd, I'd probably have to go and get like a big um, uh, a dose of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're all just people, right? I mean, in the same way that like I could probably write a script in which Meg, my my wife, talked, and I, I I'm around Meg every day. I know what she sounds like. You know, I grew up around Peter Parker and Thor. You know, and Hal Jordan and 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 Spider Man. I, I just they're my friends. You know, and and part of being a good writer is being a a bit of an impersonationist, impersonator, impersonator, and Im- impressionist. Is that right? That's not yeah, good. Is that, that do do any of those words yeah. fit? <laughs> okay, all right. Um, you have to kind of ape voices, you know. And I, I I I think that I'm fairly good at that. I feel like I've always been very good at just being able to just be like, oh no, that's what Peter sounds like, you know. Um, I don't know. It's just always come very naturally to me it's something that i have to do all the time i have to switch between characters voices all the time like you could probably give me a setup you know like you know someone uh the police knock on your front door to tell you that a loved one of yours has died in a car crash i could you could probably line up every single character that i've ever written and i could write that scene in exactly how they would react you know uh in that scene um so I don't know. There's characters that are way more like me, you know, that are a little bit easier, you know. Um, uh, there's certain like certain characters that are way not me. Like I had to write, I had to write Jordy LaForge and Data in Star Trek, who are just so not, and it's not my cadence. That's not my, you know, what I'm saying. Um, or like having to write Reed. Like anytime you have to write anyone who's a lot smarter than you is always kind of a challenge. And that's, you know, besides Eddie, most of the Marvel U is smarter than me. Um, that's why I like Eddie, because Eddie just, Eddie, Eddie always just feels like to me, oh my God, Cordelia, I swear to God, baby, <laughs> baby. She knows that she's being shipped away tonight. Oh, dude. Hey, Meg. Meg. Hey, can you come get, get, give her treats or drugs or something? Uh, that's why I like Eddie to me, is that like, you know, in a huge crowd shot of all all the Marvel characters, um, if like Galactus touched down, you know, you would see, you know, Cap like sent up a shield, and like Thor would grab his hammer, you know, and Reed, and the and they would all get together, and the X Men would like bust out claws and put on gear. Spider Man would like gear up, and you would just cut to Eddie on a corner, and Eddie would look look look, look up in the sky and be like. Man, what the fuck? <laughs> like that's just like that's why I like Eddie so much. He's just like so like put upon and tired, and he's just like I, just, I was going out to get milk for my kid. Do I have to? Do I have to be along with this? Like I'm not. I'm gonna. Uh, this is not a me thing, you know. Like I, I, I just. He's always seemed like so separate from like the Marvel U to me, you know, yeah, and like yeah. the Marvel U happens on Eddie. 
Yeah. You know, it, it like falls on top of Eddie quite literally. I mean, he was in a he was in a he was in a church trying to kill himself and Marvel like continuity goop fell on him. <laughs> you know, um, it's like I can't even fucking kill myself in peace. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if I answered the question, but that's that's the answer to that. Totally. That's what we I've call got a quick good question. enough. I've got a quick question from John Iker, I hope is how you pronounce it. He says, when starting an original story, where do you begin your process? Writing each character, overall story arc, or something else? And how do you keep yourself from wandering in too many directions? Oh, I don't know. I think you get better at that um, with age and the more you write them. <clears throat> it's different for, for, for every book, obviously, but I tend to start with character stuff and just b- balloon out of that. Um, um, sometimes it does start with like a cool hook, right? Um, trying to think, like, I don't know. It's always it's always kind of part and parcel. All these things are kind of mixed together, like it's just like in the process, like in the soup, right? So like with Thor, like the Herald of Galactus stuff. Um, I had like four, three or four different arcs that I wanted to start with but I always knew the overall thrust was this idea of Thor kind of mourning the days of being Thor mm-hmm. you know and like having to take on this king role you know mm-hmm. and like this idea that we all think of, of of Thor putting the crown on as an end to his character arc mm-hmm. but there's a line that Sif says in an up and upcoming issue of Thor where she says we always knew that Thor was an arrogant and uh, like like a uh, 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 bullheaded prince why did any of us ever think a crown could change that you know and so it's this idea of like Growing older and being like, oh, well, you know, you're supposed to be different now. Like you're, you know, like Meg and I are married now and like about to have a kid and they have this house and stuff. I don't feel any different. I'm just me. Like we always think that these big milestones are going to change us and stuff. But at the end of the day, you got to deal with whatever just made you fucked up. Right. Like no crown or thrones ever going to change that. So I knew that that's what it was going to be about no matter what. It was just kind of planting plot on top of that. Right. And so I think that's a lot of what I do is like I follow my through lines of like, you know, I like I, I like the Peter Parker kind of method to writing characters, which is just like Peter's living his day to day life. Peter's got to, you know, go to the the bank and beg for an extension on his rent and, you know, get the class and all this stuff. And in and around that the fucking Green Goblin shows up and now he's late. Like Marvel, like 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 plot happens to Peter. You know, Batman can be a little bit different of a character because Batman chases plot. You know, Batman's a very active character. Not that Peter's not, but you understand what I'm saying. It's different. Superman chases plot, you know, uh, 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 so it's very different. But I think you always want to start with, like, what am I trying to say? Or not, not even necessarily what am I trying to say, but, like, where am I finding this character in their life? Right. You know, where was I finding... Stephen Strange and his journey as a man at that point, you know, um, things like that, you know, and just, uh, and sometimes, you know, I don't want to discourage writers either. If you don't have that, uh, don't worry about it. Make a really cool plot. That That's fine too. I, I guarantee you that you will look back on that story 
and find out that you were writing about something you just didn't know it yet because it all bleeds out it all bleeds out like you know if i was taking over you know daredevil which i'm not but if i was taking over daredevil i mean i have all of chip's run all of charles's run all of diggle's run all of bendis's uh, wait sorry brubaker's run bendis's run kevin smith's runs that 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 is by the way in exact chronological order <laughs> chip backwards i will let you know um i have all of that to draw from of like this is a man who has gone through all that shit what does that guy look like you know i have most of his life in front of me so it's easy for me to pick him up at a place where he's you know what does that do to a guy you know um it's just it's the king thanos uh, king thanos now hey no that's not a bad idea wait i did that already i did i did that yeah yeah, yeah i did that <laughs> the, the the king thor thing you know it's not a direct continuation of of jason's storyline but it is you know it is it, it's it's me it's also me very personal story of me l- l- coming onto a book where Jason has written more issues of Thor than anybody on the planet. And so, like, what does that look like, me going into writing Thor? Well, it looks a lot like me battling a shadow. It, look, it looks a lot like me uh, raging against um, this shadow of the word king that kind of hovers over me as the writer, you know? Um, and so that's just what Thor's about. He is literally fighting a giant fucking shadow. Um, and so, you know, it, you find yourself. You find yourself the more you, you do it, you know. I got a uh, question from Hunter at Cam Senses. He asks, uh, do you give yourself a specific structure for issues, or do you write until the page count is up and then minor adjust it later? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's like asking a band who's just like, you guys just go in there and just play instruments until three minutes are up. <laughs> and then, like, and then, like, sometimes, like, Pink Floyd's The, the Wall comes out. It's like, no, there's a lot of structuring. There's a lot of, you know, I think if, there, if there's anything that I'm known for, it is my last page cliffhangers. You know, every issue that I do tends to have some sort of a what the fuck, like, see you next month, kids, kind of a thing, you know. Um, I think so that all kinda... comes from the fact that, like, a lot, like, every writer gives different advice. And the one, one of the ones I hear the most is just start writing, just start putting stuff on the page. And so I think well, like, yeah, know, but that's but that's not fix it or you know that's jamming out and fixing it. That's that's yeah. outline stage shit. That's not scripting stuff. Right. You know, you want to you, you just want to open up a random document and write Thor on it, and then just start like just like vomiting out all your little bits and bits of ideas and stuff. Yeah. And eventually, that'll start to kind of take a take a little shape. You know, that version to me, I don't really do that version. What I do is I call. Stegman, or I call one of my buddies, and I'm like, you know, I I had a thing the other day, an issue in, in Venom number twenty six, where I needed the and, and Jason's uh, Jason, um, Ryan's not even drawing that issue, but he's my partner on the book, and so I just called him and I was like, I don't know how to make this this interesting, but I have like four or five different ideas, and so my version of just like the word vomit thing is is I I like to talk it out. I'm, I'm better like 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 that, um, and so like it'd be fun to like record one of those conversations one of these days because they're very they're fairly quick. I've gotten good at good enough at structures for comic book issues these days. Um, you know, I've written a few hundred comic books in my day. 
um, I only say that to say this is that like I, I would be fascinated to see that like what someone like Bendis, who's written thousands of comic books, what that looks like to him, and like how, and like how fast he can piece it together because I'm decently quick at it because I know going into an issue what my objectives are like this is where we need to end this is the information i need to give these are the big moments and then i it really helps me to get on the phone with my editor and just say like all right man hey can i just like talk at you you know and they're always like down like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and i'll you know Devin's really good at this i'll just get on the phone and be like okay so for this issue like i'm thinking like uh, some kind of cool opening like this and then they go up to this and Devin will be like, I love it, I love it, I love it. And then I'll get to a place and he's just like, well, I wonder if you couldn't tie this to that, to if X, Y, and Z isn't this. I'm like, fuck, yeah, that's great. And so, like, you know, there's days where I wake up where I'm just completely lost. <clears throat> like, I had a script due. I've been sick a little bit, as we in the last episode know. Um, uh, there have been entire scripts where I'm just like, God, I know... I know what the finish line for the script is, but I'll be goddamned if I know how to get there, you know? And like, it's just like, it can take me, I can write an entire 20 pages in a single day, but it might take me three days of thinking about it to be able to do it in one day. You know what I'm saying? And so like, uh, I can, normally I can circumvent that if I can just like, like just the other day, issue 26 of, Venom, I had no idea what I was doing, really. I mean, again, I always know somewhat of, like, where it needs to go and stuff, you know. Um, but I called Devin in the morning, and I was like, all right, man, I need to I need to talk this out with, with you because I'm a little bit lost. And he was like, uh, not to be a dick, but have you not started writing this yet? It's due today. And I was like, it'll get done t- today. Like, don't worry about it. And he was like, okay. And so we just talked it out for like an hour. And then I was like, all right, I'm on it. And it was done by five o'clock. Like, I just needed to like, I just like needed to get my head around and like talking things out is like ex- exactly what, what, what I need, mm-hmm. you know, um, as I know, like the pieces i know that like oh he's got to get to this place and meet this person but like how do i activate that meaning like what's how do, what's the natural place to like like how the fuck does eddie get from point a to point b in a natural way that you know it's just like little shit like that right um uh but yeah i i just talk shit through uh, uh normally time yeah i it's never failed a lot of writers swear by walks which i completely agree with if you're having like and i know people are gonna ask i saw on there that a lot of people are asking about writer's block uh go for a walk talk to a friend those are yeah. undefeated undefeated and be careful about how about who you talk to because you need a very spe- uh, you need a very specific kind of friend because what this this works for me i need someone i need them to understand that i am not looking for them to solve my problem for me i don't need them to jump in and go oh well what if you did this i need them to kind of just be a wall like i need them to just kind of sit there and let me talk at them and let me read the reaction on their face as I'm telling the story because there's their face and their level of interaction will tell me if it's cool or not, you know? 
So, like, I can be talking to my friend Seamus and just be, like, talking through a story, and I'll see him just kind of, like, check out. I'm like, all right, that part's not going to work. And I'll just I'll check in with him and say, hey, why are you not liking that? You know? And so I need, like, I need a, I need someone who can just – does that make sense to you guys? Yeah, totally. Like, because yeah. that is a lot of what an editor's job is. Because, again, you don't want an editor who's trying to be a co-writer. That's not their job. Um, but you need them to sit on the phone and go, like – Okay, okay, okay. And then at a certain point, start asking questions and say like, okay, well, I can understand why you got Eddie to that point, but wouldn't it make more sense if, right? Or like, you know, why are you doing that? That doesn't make a lot of sense. That, yeah. that is a completely different um, uh, uh, relationship than... Oh, okay. Yeah, I see what you're doing. But what if he got into a jet instead and yeah. called Agent Fury and did this? I'm just like, motherfucker, that, that's not what I need you here for. <laughs> like, I, 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 I don't need you to, like, add your two cents. I need, I need you to check and see if my change is correct. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. You know? Um, so it's a very delicate balance in finding that person in your life, if it's your partner or if it's a uh, you know, best friend or, um, you know, just someone you can trust their taste, you know, um, and it's someone you know, like my best friend Seamus is very good about being like, bro, that's boring as fuck. You know, and he's just like, he's just like, is Thor going to hit somebody with a hammer anytime soon? You know, he's like, he's like really good at that kind of shit, you know? So like, I think finding that person will, will, that'll answer for me at least. And again, I'm not an authority on this stuff. I, 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 there's people who've been doing this for way longer than me and are way more educated on this stuff. This is what works for me, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's interesting trying to talk to somebody about what's in your head. It feels like the idea will change like its form of matter when you take it outside of your head and put it in front of somebody. Like you'll well, that's realize good. how little how yeah. little you've thought of thought through something or how Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's what's so so good about uh, like the Marvel retreats is that's all it is. Yeah. You know, and like you will you will realize mid sentence how dog shit your idea is <laughs> by like you'll look across the room and like Jason Aaron just got a little smirk on his face looking at you and I'm like and you can just tell by his face he he's just like oh you have not thought this shit out at all this is gonna be hilarious to watch people rip you the fuck apart but also. <clears throat> You know, uh, I well, what I do and a lot of writers do is like, you know, the the writers retreat isn't there to to impress anybody. Yeah. You know, like uh, it, a, a lot of people do this, and I do this. I go in there and I say, "Hey, man, this shit's half baked. I need y'all's help." And like we have a, a you know assembled the most powerful comic book writers in the entire industry. You'd be a fool to not go in there and ask for help. You know, and go in there and just be like, hey, man, I, I I know that, like, you know, I'm doing a completely fictional thing. I know I want Green Lantern to go into the future and, like, live in the future for a million years and come back. But, God almighty, I don't know what the modality of that is. And I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but I think that's a cool idea. I think it's a really cool idea. I think it's really marketable. I think we could get some really cool new designs out of it. And it would do a lot for Hal Jordan's character. But fuck, man, I'm just so stuck. I don't know how to get him there. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's a really cool – That just, just fucking say it. 
you know? Like, don't don't try and act like a fucking badass all the time, man, because, like, writers will smell that shit from a million fucking miles away, mm-hmm. you know? Like, there's there's guys who have come in that room who have burnt out since I've been there, and they try and d- do that shit. I try and come in there, and they'll be like, I'll be like, well, then, you know, uh, the Flash um, joins the Marine Corps, and uh, he becomes the president, and we'll be like, whoa, 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 hey, slow down for a second. Why? What's uh? What's the what's the flash in the Marine Corps thing? And they go, don't worry about it. I got it figured out. And they try and like move on, and it's just like predators on a chicken. Like, <laughs> it, it, I mean, it's just like it's like no, 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 no. Excuse yourself. Explain what you just said. The flash joins the Marine Corps, and like. If they don't want to talk about it, it means they don't know what the fuck they're doing, and they're not, and they and they have too much pride to just be like, "All right, guys, I thought it would be cool with the Flash from the Marine Corps, but I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what that means, <laughs> and I don't know why, but I thought it'd be cool." And like, if you just come at people like that, people are happy to help. You know, people will very rarely go, "Well, I think it's fucking stupid that the Flash joins the Marine Corps. And I don't, I don't want you to do it. I think it's, I think it's fucking stupid, and you should just throw it away." No, like most writers will chase fancy, you know, they'll, 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 they'll be like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. well, how can we do that? Like, what does that mean? Like, what does that mean that he's in there? Is it it like a secret identity? Like you just start like going down paths and stuff. But if you try and bullshit and blow hard and and pretend like you've got it when you clearly don't, then you're not going to get anyone's help and your story is going to suffer, you know? So like there is a level of like letting your ego go and just like asking for help and i've done it so many times with my best friend um with megan with like with like fellow writers i'll just call them and just be like hey man i'm fucking lost i'm lost i don't know what the fuck i'm doing i called dan slot when i was doing when i was getting up uh my venom run and i had all these crazy ideas about how to start my venom run it was like some time travel shit there was like he was like retired to West Virginia, chopping wood, hunting a bear. I mean, it was a lot of just like dumb shit. And I called Dan Slot, and I was like, "Hey, man, I know we don't know each other that that well, but you're like a master of the Spider Verse. Can I just talk at you? Can I just?" And I got through just like vomiting all this shit to Dan, and Dan just took a deep breath and he goes, "Wow, you are in the weeds on this one." Well. Let me get settled in. It's going to be a long night. And he just, like, he just, like, helped me. He just, like, sat down and just, like, banged it out. Like, we just banged it out. You know, and he really helped me just, like, um, get to the bottom of it and, like, really um, uh, flesh it out and stuff. That's what you need, you know? You need someone who's willing to pull you out of the weeds and, you know, Again, not turn your 10 into a 7 just to have their thumbprint on it. That's vital. If you can find someone like that in your life, like, hang on to them like crazy, man. You know? Ghostface at Wabba Labba Dub says, uh, how much backstory do you give a character when you create them, even if it's not important to the story? Uh, of course, there's info relevant to the plot, but is there a lot of stuff that doesn't make it in, but it's just like a small auto-bio for a character in your head? How do you, how do you work on that? Oh, that changes a lot. I know a lot of writers do that where they're, they're like, I've like created like their whole like, you know, like 18 years of history of what they do. And like, this, this is what their dad did. And like, you know, this is what his dad did and stuff like that. Like, I've never really written like that. I, I, I tend to 
I tend to, what's on the page is very relevant and the things that you don't know, I'd really rather you figure out on your own. Mm -hmm. Like, you guys have both read God Country, right? Mm -hmm. What did Emmett, what was Emmett Quinlan's job? Yeah, you'll never know. It's not fucking important. It is not. It has no is zero impact on the on the plot. Do we it find that have, in the feature film version? Yeah, no, it wouldn't have. It wouldn't have. It wouldn't have pushed. It wouldn't have pushed the plot forward to know that he worked at a beer bottling plant. You know, it just wasn't. It wouldn't have done anything. Yeah. Like, what did Roy do? What was Roy's job? Mm-hmm. You'll never know. It's not important. It's just not pertinent. You know, um, if it became pertinent you know like if you know if Emmett Quinlan was a retired sheriff and that I needed that because there was you know the sheriff in the neighbor or, or in the town uh was taking it easy on him because he was an ex-cop or something like that and so there were guns in the house something like that that would be very pertinent right mm-hmm. um uh I tend to go the John Carpenter route of character you know the uh, story like you know, I've talked. I've I've talked about this before. John Carpenter is very bare bones in his backstory. Like, what's why did the alien species and thing come to Earth? Fucking none of your business. <laughs> Who fucking cares? Let's just fucking go. Why did Michael Myers uh, come back from the dead as an evil, unkillable, super strong zombie? Go fuck yourself. That's why. <laughs> Who gives a shit? Let's fucking roll. Let's get into a cool film. You know? Like, what? where do the aliens come from? An alien. You know, go fuck yourself. Who cares? Let's fucking roll. And then, like, you know, every movie that has, like, tried to go back and been like, no, it's better if you know. It's just like, no, it's not. Has it ever been better if you, you know? You know? So, like... There's certain things that are very pertinent to a character's backstory. They're, like, very important, and I absolutely build those things. But, like, um, no, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not like, a, a, like a Dungeons & Dragons dungeon master uh, when I build my characters. You know, a lot of the characters I write from Marvel are just, you know, they're Marvel characters, so it's all there. Um, but for my creator-owned books and stuff, like, you know, with like a character like um, uh, Ruben slash Francis and Buzzkill, a lot of his origin is spelled out for you in that book. Like you go back and you see it, you know, and so a lot of that's pertinent. Um, Trace in Ghostly, you see a little bit of that too, you know, but like, yeah, I mean, like, that was something I actually thought about a lot with God Country. I was just like, is it going to annoy people that they don't know much about Emmett? like prior to the d- disease and stuff i ultimately d- decided on the idea that like i think it's kind of cool about an idea about a man who forgets his past for you to not know anything yeah. you know um and so in that way it didn't matter like in that way the things that <clears throat> in god country it's a book about l- letting go and as you let go finding out what's important in life and i think that when you find yourself at the end of your life, you don't think about being a, a greeter at Walmart. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you think about your family and stuff like that. And so I was just like, fuck it. Jobs don't matter. Like families and families, what matters? I don't give a shit. So let's just like move ahead. But again, it's a case by case basis. Right. Cause know? I got a, I got a piece of advice recently that somebody was like, like you shouldn't start writing your story until you know your characters intimately and you have backstories for them and whatever. And if you don't know where to go with a character at a certain point, it's because you didn't get to know them well enough initially. 
Um, and I, I thought that was interesting, but I also feel like that's contradicted by other. I don't think everybody follows that, but I. I that's no, the no one does the same. No, no one does the right. Th- no one, no one, no one tells a story the same way. Yeah. Uh, no one does anything. Just the way that I, again, nothing I'm saying is gospel. And like yeah. I've absolutely done that. I've like gone in like I'm writing a new image series right right now uh, with Jeff Shaw. That I've done a lot of that. Um, and actually, the book that Megan and I are doing. We've done a lot of that together because uh, for us, it's a character that we created simultaneously and we live in the same house. And so it's been really great to just kind of like, it's kind of nice because like Megan, I can like go on a date and just like sit around and talk about her and be like, well, you know, her dad probably did this and his dad probably did that. And like she does this job and everything like that. And so it's like, but it's all, it's all going to be there on the paper. I don't, I'm not a big believer in like, having a whole bunch of fucking backstory and stuff it's never on the page uh you know it, it feels like i don't know i don't know it feels like 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 doing a a giant like well thought out painting of a castle and then like uh painting white over it and then putting like a really shitty drawing of a castle on it <laughs> does that make any sense like yeah. why are you wasting good material like if you're gonna do all that backstory it should be in service of something and we should learn about it i don't know maybe that's just me i mean i just i i i, I never ascribed that to that to that theory of like oh well chewbacca uh, uh, is actually believes in this and is actually like <laughs> knows chess really good and everything and like is actually like, like a pacifist and blah 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 and I'm like how the fuck would I ever know that from watching those films and that like, we gotta read the novels and the handbooks I'm like but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna read those things just so like in the fucking story if it's not pertinent to the story I don't give a fuck like if Chewbacca knowing how to play f- I don't give a shit I just, I just, I don't, you know, I don't know if, I don't know if Peter Parker knows how to play fucking foosball, like, really good. If it, uh, I'm, 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 I'm sure he's really good at it, but, like, if it's ever pertinent to his story, uh, that'll be cool. 